Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, welcome. Life let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know, that's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Good. Where are you going? Hey, hey there. Wow. It's not always easy. It's amazing if you think about it. Let's think about it. Trauma bonded. Welcome to an extra and extra special episode of Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie Westberg here with Therese Garcia. Hello. And today we're talking to fellow podcaster Todd Rennebaum, host of Bunny Hugs and Mental Health. Welcome, Todd. Thank you for having me. Um, so Todd is our friendly cohort from Canada and has referred many storytellers to this is actually happening and as a friend of our show trauma bonded and we're just gonna get to know you a little bit get let our listeners get to know you. I very much appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Todd. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This I'm, is kind of cool. It's a little meta. Yeah. What you say? I, I'd actually like to start a podcast where we analyze your podcast. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So you guys analyze this is actually happening. Then someone else analyzes your podcast. Wow! I think then, people do that. Yeah. On yeah. comment sections comment. everywhere. <laughs> right. That's where. That's where I got the comment about me sounding like a chipmunk. Oh. And how I know everything and and have done everything. That's good then. We don't have to do that <laughs> podcast then. There's comments. <laughs> um, Todd. Tad. And I don't know things. Tad. Um, why did you start a podcast? Uh, well, like a lot of podcasters, it was COVID. But I, I, uh, I, I've been doing some mental health advocating for quite a while. I'm a suicide attempt survivor and I'm in recovery of addictions and so here in Saskatchewan, which is a province, which is like a state, but Canadian, for those that don't know, I, I, I had a bit of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a following, but I had a bit of a name as an advocate. And I wanted to keep advocating, but we were all locked down and I had the gear and I had connections. Um, I used to play in bands and stuff, so I had like microphones and cords and headphones and stuff. So I thought I would uh, just try it out and see what happens. I Honestly, it was just going to be kind of a local based thing um you know saskatchewan mental health stories maybe do like a 10 part series or something but uh i just yeah. liked it too much and just kept going and now there's i don't know 140 episodes or something congrats yeah thanks it's a great show oh, thank you do you want to talk a little bit about your journey into becoming a mental health advocate uh sure i'll give you the, the cliff notes because uh I can talk for a good hour and a half. Um, uh, so I grew up in a small town. My town is called Indian Head uh, here in Saskatchewan. And I I wasn't a farmer and I didn't play hockey. So I wasn't quite like the other boys. Mm. <laughs> so uh, in a small town, you're labeled something in kindergarten, basically. And you have that same label until you leave town, really. But uh, so all through school, I, I kind of became the smart ass 
class clown guy. So I, it's not that I wasn't unpopular or anything, but I, I never really, I don't know, related, I guess, with a lot of the other guys uh, until we started drinking in high school. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then I kind of became the party guy. Um, I Growing up, I did have some sexual trauma that I've just kind of started dealing with now. Uh, I call it sexual trauma, not abuse, because it was child on child. And uh, so I don't feel like I was like preyed upon necessarily. It was just a victim of mm. circumstance, perhaps. But um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, there was that in there, too. <laughs> and then out of high school, I moved to the big city of Regina, Saskatchewan. And uh, yes. Uh, the queen city, they call it. Anyway, <laughs> I started like playing in bands and finding jobs. And, um, yeah, I was, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times as they say. Uh, and I kind of had some, I was sexually assaulted by a manager at work too. She was like a 50 year old woman and I was like 18. Jeez. It was like the first time I smoked pot. And so that was weird. And it was like, uh, oh, and the job was I was working at an animal shelter. So I'm 18 years old, putting down dogs and cats. And if anyone knows me, I'm a huge animal fan. So it was like <laughs> right out of high school. I thought God. this is what being an adult was, was like, is this what? And yeah, being, you know, preyed upon by 50 year old people. So, <laughs> so like my that whole that whole thing sounds like oh yeah trauma. Uh, yeah i could i mean for every little chunk of my life i could write a whole book just the details of it but and you have written a book right uh well a kid's book oh yeah that still counts yeah. t buys called. tons of the library oh sometimes, i love that sometimes daddy cries it's called i'll get to that though <laughs> no that's okay okay sorry so anyway, sorry. as a young adult um I was having, uh, yeah, a lot of issues with anxiety and depression and over drinking. And then I, you know, I got turned on to marijuana real quick and I sort of bounced around from job to job and my anxiety, depression, um, as a, a man, especially in my family, um, anger started to mask it. And I, it's, you know, I, so I'd wake up, I'd, I'd just be mad all the time. I was like the angry guy and fly off the handle really easily and super embarrassing. Well, that's kind of what you're, as a man, it's the only emotion you're allowed to have, yeah. right? I, well, kind of, yeah. Well, especially at that time, and especially in my family, because like yeah. a lot of the men, that's how their anxiety and depression presents itself. Um, but I hated it. I, I, I'd rather feel anxiety and depression than anger, because it's like, it's, yeah, because it's not like cool anger <laughs> it's not like motivating anger it's just it's more like a temper tantrum and it's embarrassing and yeah and then people get intimidated and are walking around eggshells around you and then that's not cool and yeah being a kid seeing yeah. men in my family like that like i don't want people like that's how i felt i don't want people feeling like that around me so yeah so yeah i was uh yeah it cut so anyway there's about a 15 year period where i was dealing with all that kind of stuff and eventually turned into drinking and using marijuana like daily all day every day i again i was like even had like two or three different businesses that i would do and drop and um and then one you know i was a bad at this point i had a couple of young kids and i i, I without getting into too much detail i guess i was a bad father i was a bad husband i was a bad employee i was a bad son like i was just doing a lot of things outside my moral code because i was doing things that was giving me instant gratification basically because i needed that dopamine hit just to get through the day kind of but you know it's, it's not an, a, an emotional investment at all because then that turns into shame and guilt and someone that's already kind of dealing with suicidal ideation it, it quickly turned into more than that and 
Uh, so anyway, I, one day I had to drive myself to the hospital and, and ask for help. And I, in, I no mental health system is great. I'm finding as I'm interviewing people, including my own, uh, around here in my province. So I went to the ER and they basically just said, go home. Like, so it was super invalidating, uh, you know, as a, as a guy reaching out to, you know, for help for his emotions and stuff. It yeah. was super unvalidating. What, was there a specific like incident that you're like, that's it. No. This is rock bottom. Well, no, I actually, I mean, I was, I mean, I had been kind of slowly spiraling for quite a while and it was just something my wife said. It was just something basic. Like, or I don't even know if she said anything. I can't remember actually to be honest with you. It was like, it was at lunchtime and I was just got like, I just, I don't know what she said, but it triggered me to get up and I just started driving and, she was really scared and she was calling me. My dad was calling me and they convinced me to, to go to the hospital. But at this point I was already on meds and kind of dabbling with therapy and stuff. So I thought I was being proactive, but not doing any of the work. And I'm like, I'm taking antidepressants, but I'm drinking every night too. Like that's not, oh. you know, <laughs> that's not doing anything really. Right. That's not, that's, that's not, not the, the way. way. Okay. That's oh. not the way T. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're not doctors, yeah. so yes. we like to be validated on these things that we suspected. <laughs> and we just okay, well, I'm not a doctor sure. either, but <laughs> <laughs> compared to us, practically <laughs> advocate, doctor, whatever, doctor of cool, um, hundred percent, yeah, for sure. We we don't have, but continue on, yeah. So so anyway, um, so now I've also like worked my family up you know, they're all worried and all my friends and family are worried. And it's like, I was so embarrassed that I even went to the hospital and asked for help because now I've just kicked up a dust storm and got no help whatsoever from the medical system. So I just thought, well, whatever. I mean, they, well, actually the, the guy in the ER told me, unless you've attempted, we won't even consider bringing you into the hospital. Oh my God. So it's like yeah. asking you to do it. Exactly. I was like, well, what if I'm successful? <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? Is there a right way to do it? Or, I mean, not to attempt su- suicide. I'm oh. saying <laughs> a right way to go <laughs> to get help. To get admitted. Um, yeah. Well, things are changing in the province and everywhere, really, with mental health stuff. So it probably is. I still don't know what that is exactly. I've talked to parents who have been in the ER with their, you know, teens and young you know, kids and stuff looking for mental health help and they've just dug their heels and they're like, we are not leaving. Like you don't like, you don't just take the doctor's word for it anymore. It's like you have demands and you don't leave until you get those demands basically, which sucks because everyone I've met in the system are lovely people and they know the system sucks too. And they're just trying to get by through the day doing their job, you know, the best they can. And that's Canada. That's Canada. Yeah. And we look we look to Canada as some sort yeah. of golden god of healthcare. Well, um, just because ours is so shit. So every province has its own healthcare system, but I mean, I guess it's more. You could. I mean, we're both in California. You could. You could make the argument that California is more interested in people's mm-hmm. health, but it's still a capitalist nightmare that the rest of it is. I mean, I just spent a summer in Arkansas. That was also mm. horrible dealing with healthcare stuff. mental health care or or physical health care physical but all yeah. of it was bad uh i couldn't imagine having a health, mental health crisis yeah. there in arkansas um but my point is i think and this is what we've kind of been hearing the last decade as this is i mean it's always been kind of been an issue but really been an issue especially in america we've 
got Obamacare and it's helped a lot of people um, at least get preventative care that they wouldn't have. But the big thing they say is you have to advocate for yourselves. I think there this old mentality of doctor is God, trust doctor, whatever doctors mm-hmm. say I do is like mm-hmm. out the door. You, if something's wrong, something doesn't feel right, if you're not getting what you need, you, yeah, you have to dig your heels in and make your yeah. voice heard. Yeah. And sure. I mean, things have improved in the province because this was that what I'm talking about was over 10 years ago, but but you still have to demand stuff like it's it's gotten better. <laughs> but it's still, I mean, the public's, you know, yeah. talking about mental health more and addictions and all that's cool. But the systems are still like lagging because that's just how government is and systems are, I guess. But um, yeah, but yeah. So anyway, I, I ended up going home and um, basically kept doing what I was doing, <laughs> except more because I was like, well, I went to the ER and they were like, man, just go home. Uh, so almost, it's almost a year ago to the day. I went back to the hospital, but this time I was handcuffed and on a strapped to a gurney in an ambulance with two police officers on my side because I attempted. Again, it was like just something stupid. My wife said something and I don't, it wasn't anything big, but it just, whatever it was, set me off. And um, I kind of blacked out. Like I don't have a full, clear memory of what happened. But my brother showed up to my house because I was hanging out with my brother before the attempt. So my wife went to my brother's house. I was like, what the hell happened? Because I was just flipping out. And I was like, I like put my head through the wall and I'm smashing stuff in my brand new kitchen. And I was I was a mess. And for that whole year, like every night before bed, I was like playing with knives um, because, I, you know, I'd finished my last gin and tonic of the night. And I was pushing knives against my throat before bed. And like, so I'd, I'd been, you know, uh, thinking about it for a long time. Uh, so this was it. And I pulled a knife out of the butcher's block and my brother came in. He's like, what's going on? And so then I swung the knife at him and my brother's a big dude. And he punched me in the head and got on top of me and like pinned me to the ground. And next thing I know, there's cops and I'm screaming at the cops and the cops are trying to rough up my brother because they just see a knife on the ground and a big guy and a, and well, I'm honestly, I'm not a small guy either, but he's, so that's how big my brother is. So anyway, uh, and it turns into a big wrestling match. I'm begging them to shoot me. I, I get a hand loose and I grab one of the cops guns. Oh my God. Uh, Todd. Yeah. Right. I'm Weasley. I didn't get it out of the holster. I just had my hand on the, on the handle. Um, and then, yeah. And then things escalated. I mean, I had parts of my body that didn't know I could have feelings wow. because they're like, cops are very good at, um you know detaining you let's put it that way no they never they didn't shoot me but like just like you know i don't know what moves you call it it's not martial arts but you know they they twisted me up enough that i was like i was hurt yeah all that kind of stuff the move is yeah and and i'm screaming at them like stop hurting me i'm tired of hurting i just shoot me uh and so anyway they they cuffed me and put me in the thing in their truck or car whatever it was and Took me to my local hospital, and they decided to take me to uh, the hospital I went to before in the city. Um, so I thought it was almost a year to the day, and I thought, well, so this is this is what I had to do to get here. <laughs> yeah, feels extreme, but glad you lived through it. Yeah, thank you. And that was a turning point for kind you of. feeling like you were heading down the kind right of. Path. It was the beginning of the beginning. I say, yeah, because I mean, I, I thought I would get help in the hospital. And if you've ever spent time in a psych ward, it's it's basically just a holding pen. <laughs> it's like it's just a place for you to be safe. Um, and so there wasn't like mm-hmm. 
I thought it was going to be like 12 hour a day, like intensive therapy. And there was none of that kind of stuff. But so anyway, um, I, I ended up going home and the next couple of years, you know, things are a little better with my wife and stuff because some of the stuff I was doing against my moral code came out. So we were just working on stuff, still kind of miserable, still full of guilt and shame and stuff. And then one day in the newspaper, there was an article and it was uh, the government was getting rid of something like 20 jobs at the psych ward and 17 of them were like psych nurses. And when I was in there, at one point, I mean, security came and put me in a room and took my bed away, threw a mattress on the floor and like locked the door for like 24 hours. And I was like, okay, this is not how you de-escalate situations with security guards. Yeah. Like you need more trained staff. So it just blew my mind that this was happening. And this is like, this was good anger. So then I was so pissed off. It motivated me to like write this letter and being in a small town, I didn't really open up to people about my situation, even though people knew ish. So I just came out of the closet as it were for my mental health issues and my suicide attempt. And I just put it on paper and I sent it on Facebook and the next day was like every media outlet came out and wanted to interview me because nobody was talking about this shit at that time, especially especially dudes. Wow. <laughs> so so that was the beginning of my advocacy work because I thought, well, okay, I've got people's attention and I got you know I've been given this opportunity, but I still wasn't uh, well. I mean, I was still drinking and using every day and not happy. So it only took about a month before I disintegrated again and um i was drinking alone in my garage as i was smoking as much pot as i could and having suicidal thoughts again and came into my house um thinking i was gonna harm myself and actually sat down at my computer and kind of wrote kind of a suicide note ish of course i i don't do anything straightforward so it was like it was through the eyes of my kids was the suicide note uh which then turned into the very first draft of my kids book <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like the kids book came out of a weird suicide note um but anyway i ended up instead of hurting myself i woke my wife up is that on the no. on the jacket that'd be kind of weird okay. <laughs> um a suicide note from daddy <laughs> I don't um, need to laugh, but sorry i make i tend to make jokes in very like dark alley that's why I love you too and love your podcast. Thanks. <laughs> okay, great. So can we talk about where the title of your podcast yes. came from? Uh, but quickly, so that night was the last... Did I stop your story? Yeah, kind of. So anyway, that night was the last night I ever drank. Sorry. Um, and I've been sober ever oh. since. Holy shit, man. I'm sorry. I interrupted for the like really good punchline. <laughs> yeah. Like that's... So you just like quit cold well, turkey. I woke my wife alcohol. up. Instead of hurting myself, I woke my wife up. Um, like again, it's all blurry because I was hammered as hell. And she ended up taking me to the hospital again. This time in my small town. And I, I spent like two weeks detoxing there. My doctor like convinced me to go to like treatment centers and see more therapists again and whatever. So there was a, a long journey of that. And then I went to a treatment center for a Jeez. month, three months after, like it I was on a waiting list and and my and that treatment center is actually in my small town, which there's only like a, f a handful of treatment centers in all of my province. But for some, so it's weird that I'm like, there's my friend's mom and dad working there and stuff. And like, oh yeah, yeah it's, I was the only local person as a client there, but um, which I kind of liked. It was kind of comfor oh, comforting wow. in a way. But yeah. Um, so anyway, and then out of treatment, they asked me to come back to treatment to do talks. So I did that. Then eventually, they wanted me to join the staff so i did that and then we had a fire and COVID hit and that's 
kind of when I started the podcast was during COVID. Yeah. And I was gotcha. doing like other advocacy and speaking stuff. But so anyway, so the name of the podcast, Bunny Hugs and Mental Health, um, you know how different regions have kind of slang for different words. So a hoodie in Saskatchewan, yes. a hoodie is called a bunny hug. And so oh. I wanted a wink and a nudge to Saskatchewan, but also something, you know, with some kind of imagery oh. to it. So that's why I called it that. Yeah. And people in Saskatchewan thought I was going to talk about mental health and hoodies. And uh, everyone outside of <laughs> Saskatchewan's like, why the hell is that name? So I like it. <laughs> that's also a good title, mental health and hoodies. Like the alliteration's nice. Yeah. <laughs> And you like sweatshirts, so it kind of works out. Yeah, right? Who, who doesn't like being warm? Yeah, like a good, yeah. <sighs> so. It's amazing. It still took about 25 minutes, but that's my story in a nutshell. Oh, and a year ago, I was diagnosed with ADHD, which then kind of put a nice bow on everything. It's like, oh, okay. This explains my entire life. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Um, And then I just have to ask. It's probably inappropriate, Perfect. but I'm just curious through all of that going into hospitals and rehabs and stuff. Did you ever get a bill? Uh, just for the ambulance. You have to pay for your Apparently. own ambulance. Um, what does your ambulance cost? Cause ours is like two there. grand. Uh, a big chunk of it was oh, paid fuck. by my, so I was working for the uh, government at the time. So we had pretty good benefits, so a big chunk of it was paid by them, but another chunk I had to pay. But other than that, everything was covered, including treatment. And that's amazing. That's awesome. yeah. that's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think when so. you're already, <laughs> well, yeah, when you're be... already having issues with mental health and stuff, the last thing you want to do is worry about finances too. I mean, that's the thing. You get home. Oh, I did my detox. Yeah. I'm off the booze. Oh, let's go check the mail. I'm outside. I'm breathing in the oxygen. The sun's shining. Oh, shit. I owe $100,000 for yeah, that exactly. week in the hospital. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. Um, let's talk a little bit about your show. What's your favorite thing about making um, the show? So I hate small talk. I mean... I'm one of these guys live in a small town. It's like, I have to work up all the energy to go get milk. Cause I know I'll run into people and have to make small talk. <laughs> and sometimes it's great depending <laughs> on the person or whatever, but, uh, but I love actual connection. Like I love connecting with people I would never otherwise ever run into and talk to. So including yourself and like wit was on the, on the podcast and like so many people that are like-minded yeah. or, you know, are passionate about the same thing. It's amazing. Uh, and so many of my guests, like I'm good friends with now and like we keep in contact and, and that. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's making those connections that I would never make otherwise. Who is your favorite guest so far? Okay. This is a hard one. Uh, but I, I think. Maybe is this, yeah. it's going to be bad. Cause now everybody else is going to be like, what the hell? Well, yeah, okay. I love you all. I love you all equally. All equally, but, yeah. But uh, the way this guest came about. Maybe give a few clues and then just oh. let everyone think that you're describing them. Yeah. No, they have kidding. a gender, um, I think. Okay, okay. Tell us. So this, Tell us the hot This guy dope. was also on. Um, this is actually happening. 
Uh, so his name's Daniel Norwood. And he yes, Daniel. reached out to me. So I did an episode of, uh, is it called Accidental Killers? So it's people that, you know, somehow accidentally kill someone, whether it's in a car accident, a work accident, whatever. And then, of course, those people that cause the accident have mental health issues. So then there's a group, uh, there's like a support group. So he reached out to me and said, I've, I've accidentally killed someone. And could you put me in touch with this group? And he was a wreck. I mean, the, the guy was very like, yeah, he was a wreck. And he was very kind of private about who he was and stuff. And which was fine. But at the same time, I could tell like we, we, he had a good sense of humor and stuff. So we get to talking and, and then he told me his story. He told me he's, he's so fucking funny. hilarious and he knows it. <laughs> and it's like layered, like you don't catch it the first time. And then you go yeah, back exactly. and like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so then he ahead. told me his story about how he accidentally uh, shot and killed his girlfriend. And I was very, you know, at first I was like, what? How do you accidentally shoot someone? Like I was very like, mm, uh oh, what have I, what have I started here? But uh, then we started talking, and yeah, I kind of just fell in love with the guy. So then I was like, well, if you ever want to talk yeah. on a podcast or anything, you know, give me give me a shout or whatever. And we stayed in contact for a couple months. So I, you know, we, we formed this relationship, and eventually he's like, yeah, I want to talk. I want I want to talk about it. So re-recorded and he was like i'm so glad i did that like it, like i watched him grow from like being this scared like super scared dude to like he's feeling empowered and he's gonna tell his story because he wants to help other people and stuff and then uh he was on this is actually happening with wit and that episode blew up for him and his life then such a big yeah. big episode so then, for the show people yeah, really connected yeah. with him yeah, and he was so overwhelmed he was like because he was worried about going on there and he's so worried about people's feedback being negative that he was so scared but he said every feedback he had was positive and so i was like yeah and he's like todd you changed my life i'm so glad i reached out to you and stuff and i was like i didn't do a damn thing honestly (laughs) like this is this is all you bro like this is so yeah and we were just texting this morning he wants me to call him tonight so so yeah, we're still bros. What? But what is your least? Because you do everything on the show. You don't have like a producer or an editor or anything. Mm-hmm. You do everything yourself. What's your least favorite part of making? Uh, the show? So I found out this is actually a kind of a characteristic of ADHD. It's when you, especially if you're like creative, mm-hmm. it's when other people tell you what you should do so it's like people's suggestions it's like oh you know who you should have on is blah 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 and i'm like well i will never have them on now because you suggested it (laughs) my brain just goes there right away and so i don't i don't (laughs) i don't like that i don't like that every day i'm getting emails from like shamans who like i've mastered the art of psychedelics like you should have me on your podcast i'm like no like I'm also a life coach and a fucking whatever. It is like, oh, so many emails like this all the time. And that kind of annoys me. But especially when if, if it's face to face or if someone themselves is like reaching out to me, it's like, how do I politely? Because they're lovely people, yeah. but it's just I don't want them on my podcast. So then it's like, how do I say no? I hate that's the worst part is saying uh-huh. no to people and not it's like being a people pleaser. You yeah. should blame the showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just, I'll just create a person. I don't know. I tried. <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. we have the research department. 
Right. Rebecca yeah. wouldn't let me go through yeah, with that. Yeah, Bex, how she can be. It's my social media Sorry manager. Real hard ass. I copied I her. Tried. I copied her on this, but she's not even talking to me now. That's a great idea. That is, that's not uh, a bad idea. Just blame someone that doesn't exist. We, that's how Tina get by. Oh, yeah. Well, she just blames me and then I go, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was true. I so a co host. That. That's a good um, idea. <laughs> yeah, the co host, too. <laughs> or different voices. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, shower me with your criticism. <laughs> yeah. It makes care. me stronger. <laughs> Give it to me. It, it just emboldens me. I'm Tell crying. me about me. <laughs> I love both your voices. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. We like yours, <laughs> yeah. too. What? What's your all-time dream guest? Like, if you could pick one person oh, to have boy. on the show to uh, interview. So I don't have anyone in mind that's, like, on a pedestal at all times in my life. But I've had a few, and then they've actually been on. So it's been like, this is fucking amazing like what the hell like one of them was wit at one time it was like if i could get wit missile that'd be so cool true we should yeah, try to get yeah. him on our show uh but i, I mean if <laughs> yeah. i could it'd be like robin williams but that'd be a really one-sided conversation at this point it'd be hard um but it, his wow. son came on zach williams and so which was really cool mm-hmm. oh you had his son on was, the show so that was cool oh yes i was like okay well this is the closest thing to you know robin williams there is really um but right yeah and he's a big time he has a his own podcast or he he's a mental health advocate he's in recovery too and he's an advocate and he's got like a a supplements company for like mental health stuff it's like take this yeah that kind of stuff yeah um but right now i've kind of so i have tunnel vision right now for some of that i've I've been trying to get on and i came so close but now they're getting further away and it's gypsy rose blanch blanch blanchard I don't, oh, you know who I'm talking yeah. About? Uh, yeah. Oh, we know. So, I saw her original documentary, mm-hmm. which was from years ago. I haven't watched the multi-part. Yeah, I watched the People latest. Told me oh, okay. I watched the latest. It's yeah. good, right? It's good. People recommend it to yeah. me. She's a fascinating one because she's like a victim right. who reacted, right? And she's gone through some punishment. I mean, but people are generally... Po- feel positively Kinda? about yeah. her i guess i don't know the so whole i sent her a, yeah. a letter yeah. when she was still in prison just in december and she responded on yeah. instagram and she started following me on instagram and i was like oh my god cool and she gave me the number of her publicist and stuff so i was chatting with her publicist and then the last time i spoke to her publicist she emailed I was like oh she's not doing media for a while anymore and then i noticed she stopped following me on instagram and i'm like no you're slipping oh, through wow. my fingers <laughs> it was a long shot anyway so i don't oh, know if no. isn't that a big but deal if the... someone unfollows you why would yeah what's the action of the unfollow you know what it sounds like her account has basically been handed mm. over to someone and they're running the oh, book yeah. on this is how you because she's a only media following darling. like 65 so, people well yeah, that's the thing that's you can't follow everyone if you follow everyone then you're yeah. just a regular person so they probably had to scrub scrub it you can only follow yeah, yeah, exactly yeah everyone and, she follows has a blue you know, check get so. rid of see so. fucking a she does not control probably that account not. anymore guaranteed because she's like a big i mean she's always in my reddit feed about something you know 
being on something yeah. or talking to well, somebody. Well, when she came out something. of prison, she was still following me. And then I got like a, a flurry of new followers. A whole bunch of them were like fake accounts of her. <laughs> because she was only following like 80 people at that time. So I think these people were just going to her follow list and like following everybody on it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so now it's down to like 60 people. And I didn't make the cut, unfortunately, but that's all right. Well, I would I have a screenshot of our that, little Tom. chat. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that counts. Yeah. Yeah, keep hold of that <laughs> for the trial. I still have her publicist number. I might want to delete that. Um, okay. You also have another podcast, and oh, I've listened nice. to a few episodes with Nick from season two of Love is Blind. Yes. Nick Thompson, yeah. right? Is his last name? And I don't know. Does he like being called Nick from Love is Blind season two? Or is he <laughs> probably over, over it, but he's also just accepted but, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how we know. That's how the yeah. world has come to know him. Do you remember him, T? Oh, I remember him. Season two of Love is Blind. Yeah. yeah. And I he was my favorite couple. guy that made the final. He was like my favorite guy. I thought he was totally misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually. And when I, it's funny when I listen to you guys talk, I'm like, oh yeah, I thought I thought I was a Nick Stan, like I thought that, but you don't get too much from these yeah. people on these shows. Um, but you have a new show with him. Okay, so it's called uh, it. something. Giving me a sec. Mental health headlines. Wait, I, I wrote it down. Hot yeah, takes, mental health no? headline hot okay. takes with oh, yeah. Nick and Todd. Hot. So, yeah. so okay. we split yeah. it because he has his own podcast too, uh, Eyes Wide Open, because he's an advocate as well. Uh, and he started a foundation for people that have been like screwed over by uh, reality TV and stuff. And you'd be amazed how many people there are uh, that have been screwed over. Yeah. I'm not well, sure. you're right. You kind of work in TV a little bit. So you kind of see some of it. And I I mean, the most I've done reality wise is like cooking shows. So I'm kind of adjacent mm-hmm. to that world. But knowing how much things get fluffed and talent yeah, exactly, taken yeah. advantage of i'm not shocked that people have really <laughs> bad fucking experiences being yeah, on reality yeah. television which is and it's just my that's my checkout that's my go-to Same. i love reality television <laughs> i'll own it all day yeah. i feel like i'm like analyzing brains i don't you <laughs> exactly. know I, I don't take it I like softly I'm i don't watch it watching. like i'm like paying yeah. attention yes yes i'm paying attention i'm listening yelling um <laughs> Yelling for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like watching a football game. So, and I, yeah. And I've heard that Love is Blind, the production is especially terrible to the people on the show. So, um, so Mm -hmm. you and, are you and Nick do like you each kind of bring a headline to the show and then just talk about it? And it's really good. Um, I've listened to a few episodes and thank you. Yeah. So that show isn't, it's it's kind of messed up. Maybe we're doing this wrong. I don't know. But if you go, if you follow Bunny Hugs and Mental Health, those episodes are just on Thursday, so it's still under the that, even though they have their own. So if you yeah, actually inserted. search for Mental Health Headline Hot Takes, there's no show called that. It's under Bunny Hugs and Mental Health. That's how I found it. Oh, uh... oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> no, under Bunny. Hugs. Oh, I see. Okay, and then yeah, yeah. so then Nick takes them and puts it on. So I take the audio and put it under mine nick takes the video and puts it under his youtube but you're saying you don't have just a feed Mm-mm. where it's just your yeah. show 
So if people want to find it, they got to look up yeah. Bunny Hugs or they have to look up Eyes Wide what Open. What was Nick's show called again? On YouTube. Eyes Wide Open. So he uses the video. I use the audio. Is his shit on like Apple and Spotify it is. and stuff like that? Um, Just the audio? Yeah, but he's really trying to push his YouTube more than the audio. And I just started yeah. YouTube. YouTube is yeah. Kind of I just place started my go. YouTube, so my audio is more popular right now. So we just said, well, let's split it. I know it's confusing, but it's not. I mean, T and I are talking about doing another show under our oh okay. show, but doing something like completely different, like talking about a reality oh. show. Specifically, we want to do yeah queer love. They're in a new season of Queer Love oh. Ultimatum is coming out. Because when we watched the first season together, I was T had a lot of hot takes. I was shocked on about, but like she knows lesbians pretty well. I'm a lesbian adjacent, <laughs> like lesbian right. sympathizer. Me too. And <laughs> have observed. But yeah, so we're trying to figure out like, do we just keep it under the same thread? And how does that how do people that are in our thread feel about us also yeah. doing this other thing, which is going to probably be more irreverent. Right. And it's weird. They're very different. More funny. It's like yeah. trauma bond or it's like queer love brought to you by trauma bonded. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. I don't know. The reason I thought we do it the way we'll we did was because I, I go to like armchair expert and that's how they do it. They have like, because he has about three or four okay. different shows and they're all under armchair expert. I think is how it, because there's like flightless bird and stuff. And I mean, so, that makes yeah, sense. I don't know. Whatever. We were just, we're like, oh my God, do we start a whole other thing? Because then we have to start a whole other Instagram account. Then we have to start a whole other this and a whole other this. And we're like, yeah, eh, too much. Eh, it's yeah. too many things. Let's yeah, know. Exactly. So the Thursday shows are called um, Headline Hot Takes. The Saturday issue. And it comes out on yeah, Thursday. Saturday you episode the, on Thursdays. The regular. Regular. <laughs> Copy. It's, it's actually. So you make a lot of podcasts. So I make a lot of podcasts. <laughs> what podcasts do you listen to? Well, yours. And this is actually happening. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, this is actually, it's so good. You still listen to oh, this God, is actually yeah. happening? You know, just go straight to. Well, I, I got, I need a hot out. take too when I'm listening to you guys be like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> yeah. Lesbians have it easier. And you mean me. I wish I was a lesbian. They have it so easy. <laughs> oh, God. Remember when he said that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, I got man. taken down for yeah. that. She almost got canceled. <laughs> if it wasn't for T. Well, walk the line. Uh, yeah. But uh, so anyway, those ones. I also like, okay, this is kind of nerdy of me, but I love The Office. So I listen to Office Ladies. I, I listened to them for yeah. quite a few and seasons. And they're starting their own network now, their own podcast network. Oh, wow. Yeah. That really? That was just announced today. So an umbrella for So what? they're going to pick up other people's podcasts, and it'll be like Wondery, but it'll be Office Ladies or Glass Box or whatever other ones are. Hmm. Did they did they, they finish the office, Almost. right? Did they – are they starting something yeah. else or – Okay. What are they going to do when they finish nine seasons? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if you like, do you do you ever listen to Reality Gaze? They do a lot of um, oh reality TV, and they're they're like two gay men in their 40s that live in LA. Oh. They're both from the South. They're hilarious. They're both from mental okay. health fields, so they do a lot of analysis. But they're all like they're also like super funny, and they're wicked gay about it. And it's just they're like. 
my right. my heart. I love them. The, the thing is, so many of those reality TV shows I don't watch. So it's like it's hit and miss for me listening to a podcast about it because there's like the housewives and all these other ones that they usually talk about. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to. Pick, yeah, I don't listen uh, to every episode they make. I pick out the one gotcha. the shows oh, yeah. that I watch. But I got into them through a uh, 90 Day Fiance. I got you. Okay. Speaking of this, so <laughs> I, I love Survivor as well. And yeah, I love it. So do we. And so not this last season, but the season before, there's a lady named Carolyn, Carolyn that was on. And yeah. She's really kooky. Uh, she was one of my dream guests. And I, I, I did get her and I spoke to her not too long ago. The episode's not out yet, but I spoke with her. And now she's starting a podcast all about Survivor. Of course. Oh, so, wow. oh, inside scoop. I, Doesn't she have a contract? Yeah. How long does that last? Uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I think it's a year or something after NDA? it airs or something. Then they can oh, start doing... okay. It doesn't say forever and ever and ever. No, no. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that, that Nick is forever. working on is like the wording on contracts and stuff. Because uh, a lot of it's like, you can't ask oh. this. <laughs> like, that's illegal. One. Like that's against the, you know, the human rights code yeah. of, you know, <laughs> or the first amendment. Yeah. Yeah. And then we kill you on year 10. What? <laughs> we accidentally okay. kill you. First born. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway. So I'll be checking that podcast out. Does he do any real world advocacy work? Because I know that they've come for a lot of real worlders have said, you know, now that these shows are showing up on broader streaming services like Netflix or something, you know, people are still making money off them. But they they didn't have any kind of contract like that. They made their one yeah. lump sum, at, you know, for their season. And now they don't make any money off of it. Is that something like in the vein of the work he's trying to, uh, to like go for people for? that weren't on TV? Mean or just no? I mean, like people that maybe like uh, like something as old as oh, say yeah, yeah, Real World yeah, for sure. season three. Oh, I see. You know, it, now they're showing up on streamers. People our age that are like, I remember watching that show. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it again. Like like Seinfeld, the way that they always make uh, what do you call it? Uh, right, right, right. Residuals when they re are re aired, um, they're constantly oh, okay. getting checks for something. Whereas a lot of reality people, they sign a one time contract, they get paid once, even though it might show up years down right. the road making money. Uh, again. Well, I, I I'm not too sure about that, but I know that he is getting like people that were on reality TV like before it even was big, like even like people that were like on Mori yeah. Povich in the '90s and stuff, or like my life wow. has sucked since I've been on the show and stuff. So it's so it's not reality TV. Wow. It's actually unscripted television. So, so yeah, Happy. and he's getting people from all over the world, like people from the UK and Australia and all the. So, so yeah, oh, how fun! Um, it's, it's pretty incredible. It's, that's not all his show is about. He he talks to like it's it's about wellness in general kind of thing, and but that's what his foundation does. But he does interview people occasionally that were on reality TV. But, but yeah, it's crazy. What's the foundation can. called? So it's the letter U C A N. Sure can. You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Sure can. You, you can, can Sam. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what is next for your podcast? Future plans? I know you're going to drop that Carolyn episode, which I am so excited about. Me yeah. too. I love, I love her. her too. I didn't at first. Mm -hmm. I thought, what a weirdo. But by the end of the season, I was like, she's the best show. I love her. Yeah. yeah I you, love her. It's like a broken record. You and everyone I talked to, it's the same thing. And I felt the same way. It was like, oh God, this chick's going to annoy the hell out of me. But I just loved her more and more and more and more each episode. But um, so, yeah, so yeah. next for me, um, I'm doing this quote-unquote full-time right now 
<laughs> it's a quotes because I'm not making a lot of money on it. So I'm trying to, I don't know, find a Where do jobs? What is money? Yeah, exactly. and it's hard and it's, to say, really. So I'm doing people... it. Am I doing it for a living? I don't know. Food. And it's so funny. So many people are giving Food me great feedback. It's like, oh, the work you're doing is amazing. You're helping so many people. I'm like, well, I'm helping so many people, but my wife and kids are kind of... <laughs> hungry <laughs> my wife she's a saint and so you're like uh put on a right. bunny hug we're not right. turning the so, heat up <laughs> so actually right now i have like five different ways of making income and they're like ten dollars a month so it's like i sell a book woo okay cool i sold a shirt because now i have merch woo you know? so it's like i'm, sp- I'm just putting feelers awesome. out everywhere. i'll buy a shirt oh i want to buy the yeah where do too. we How do can we, we put the merch we'll put yeah, how do we buy it? We can put okay. the link yeah, in our show great. notes. Uh, well, actually, the place just reached out to me too this morning. They're like, the it's called T Public is the website, and um, they like, yeah, they they wow. are like giving me a huge cut now because I I can't help but keep designing. So every month, every week, I'm adding like twenty new designs, and they're like, hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, and we'll give you a bigger cut. So that's awesome. T Public, no, like just T-E. the letter T, and then the word public. By the way, D. I might just stop okay. podcasting and design shirts. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got I got to take a look at these yeah. shirts. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, if you guys like buying merch, and I know you do. I don't know. I feel like, like but there's stickers. Do. do you sell hoodies? Um, yeah, there's hoodies. There's magnet. Like yeah, whatever have, design there is. Do you call them bunny hugs? Uh, no, I call them. Well, they call them hoodies. So they they do all the printing and shipping and everything. Okay. They're one of those companies. I just right so because I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm doing. I don't have time to print stuff. Okay, well I can't yeah. wait to see these yeah, designs. Do you look them up? I want to look them up. Okay, um, and if you could leave us and our listeners with one message to take away about mental health, uh, well, that as much as it sucks and it seems unfair you really have to do the work and you really have to advocate and both of those things are super hard to do when you're in the depths of despair um i mean for years yeah. i was you know quote unquote doing the work i was seeing a therapist i was taking meds but I, I wasn't doing anything i was still drinking i was still using i was still miserable i wasn't doing any of the homework and no pill no doctor no nothing will cure you you have to you have to do it. You have to do the work. And again, it's, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And, uh, and yeah, you just have some, have some compassion for yourself and, and do the work. Do you, so T and I have talked about like in this new year, we've kind of made lists of things we're trying to do every day Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Do you have like a thing or two you want to tell us about that you try to do every day for yourselves or even like maybe when you first wake up, like what's your go to get in the good head space? I guess lately I've been trying to have a nicer inner dialogue. So because it's super easy for me to be like, you idiot, look, your wife's going to work and you're not making any money for the family, you piece of shit. But then it's like, oh, but I literally spent 12 hours on the computer yesterday working on the podcast. And it's like, okay, patience, yeah. hard work will pay off. You are doing, you are working yeah. very hard. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. it's yeah. just, you can, you can yeah. enjoy a cup of coffee and look at YouTube for 20 minutes. It's okay. You idiot. You, it's okay. You idiot. Yeah. 
you piece of shit. Enjoy that coffee, you garbage. You know, that kind of thing. Those are mixed messages. I don't know. Maybe you feel good. We we do yeah. that. Oh, God. No. We do that, maybe, too. Maybe it's a, yeah. a generational thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a big deal, though, because I'll do the same thing. Like, what have you been doing in your 40s? It's almost over and you haven't done anything. You're not even married. You know, stuff like that. And then I'm like. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've been, okay. I, I won't go there. No. Go ahead. Been there, that. <laughs> That's on the Check. plus column, Todd. Check that. <laughs> Got that out of my system early. <laughs> You're welcome. Braggy bragger. Um, oh. I know. Well, <laughs> I have a few on my list that I'm massively proud of. But yeah, you have to be a little bit kinder to yeah. yourself, right? Like, even, I mean, if if I'm really low, even like taking a bag of trash out, I'm like, yeah. yes. You know, it's something. We have to give ourselves a pat on the back for the little things as well. Thank you, Todd, for joining us for an hour. It was really nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. You, were, you I, I appreciate your support because you've just been r- really great. Um, yeah. And you and Wit have been oh. incredible. So I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. Um, look to our show notes. We'll have a link to Sometimes Daddy, Daddy cries. cries. Sometimes Daddy Sometimes cries. Daddy cries. Sometimes Daddy cries. Um, how to buy your merch awesome. and maybe maybe some yeah. other stuff. Well, thanks, Todd. Thank you. Seriously. Thanks, I, I, Todd. Yeah. It was really nice talking to this you. It's very humbling. Good you, to see you your too. face. And it was nice to meet you, T. Nice to meet you, too. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. How- bye.